Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Take two. <laughs> I pressed the video button and nothing happened, so I just started uh. talking. <laughs> it happens. So it's Will. I am back with uh, John Jonathan Hendrick on another edition of Creators Outlet. Now available on the Age of Radio Podcast Network for wherever you get your podcasts. So that's our that's a, that's that's my big news. Your big news, obviously, is the recount. Yes, yes, the recount. So I I actually scored a uh, one of one of the infamous scouts. Uh, oh darn! What do you call what do you call the real first appearance of some scouts? They're, they're like the ash can. The ash cans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I scored the ash can because I became uh, when when Scout did the uh, subscription boxes, not the subscription boxes, but when uh -huh. they, um, I think I think our friend uh, Brian over at uh, Cheers to Comics got got his in a sub box. Oh, okay. But uh, when Scout did the deal with uh, CBSN, the Comic Book Shopping Network, yeah. to get to to do exclusives for that. For that entire network, yeah. Uh, I I interviewed one of the one of the two guys that created the comic book shopping networks. It was Jen King yep. at, at Space Cadets and uh, JJ from Jesse James out in Arizona. Yeah, those are great people. I, so I had I had JJ on because I already I already knew him from you know other podcasts sure. being on with him, and uh, so I ended up signing up and becoming a member, and, and you know buying stuff <laughs> uh lots of stuff that's but, how it works <laughs> but you know so um when when they had uh the ash cans a recount i'm like oh i'll take one of those mm -hmm. i know the dude <laughs> <laughs> so did I you get a chance to read it um uh not not busted. yet <laughs> well no because what wait uh, one of the things that he'll do is he'll do a builder box where he'll build an entire short box for you. Oh, cool. and, and when it's full, you'll get like one low, like flat rate shipping fee and he'll send you out like an entire short box. Oh, good deal. So I will have that. I, I have that. And I bought the, uh, I bought the ash can for uh star killer. Oh yeah. Oh, Cause, star, star yeah, killer, yeah. Cause that just, that's just dope making an entire comic series from like a, from like a one shot like action figure they did pulling out of the you know well, he looks cool let's make this one yeah. okay 
Now write a story for it. Oh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun comic. So, you know, it was really cool. Before we uh, before we dive into everything, because we got to follow up with your zomb- your last zombie one-shot Kickstarter mm-hmm. that uh, you were on for a couple months ago. Yep. Um, I just want to give a big shout-out to our, our regular sponsor over at Outright Geekery, uh, Spinwiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. They are a webcomic and indie comic discovery platform. They are free to download on both iOS and Android, where you can read loads of free comics. Well over 400 issues. New titles added weekly. Go check them out for yourself. Spinwiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. And this is what it will look like on your smartphone. I actually have some comics on uh, Spinwiz as well. Oh, do you? Yep. What you got over on Spinwiz? I have a uh, Freak Show Princess, my very first comic book, mm-hmm. and um, uh, two issues of Capable, Capable number one and Capable number two. So if people want to read those, hop over to Spinwiz, free. And I reviewed Freak Show Princess for Outright Geekery. That's right. Yep, that was a great, uh, polite review. I appreciate that, Will. <laughs> well, I, I like be nice. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually like the book. It was really cool. Good. So, good. so how did this? How did the the most recent book between Freak Show Princess and Recount, your last one shot zombie book? How did that all pan out? Yeah, Freak Show Night. That was um, I ran that through Kickstarter uh, throughout the month of September, uh, with a fifteen hundred dollar funding goal, and I surpassed that um, by. I think I got one getting three thousand one hundred for it, over one hundred and twenty backers, which was my uh, highest funded Kickstarter, my most backed Kickstarter, and I'm um, fulfilling the rewards right now as we speak. I got the comics uh, from the printer on Friday, so I've been working all day, all night, packaging them up, putting them in Gemini mailers, and uh, I went to the post office twice today, <laughs> just to let you know. So. But filling those orders, making sure people get them. I think all the backers will get them uh, by next week, if not oh, sooner. Oh, awesome. Yep. So if if you're one of the lucky people that backed that book, mm-hmm. you heard it here. They're they're yeah. on the way. They're on the way. It's, it's not just the check is in the mail this time. Yeah. <laughs> they are on the way. And now now we're on to recount. And mm-hmm. um I wanna I wanna give a big shout out to Scout Comics because they're they're on fire this year, seriously. Yeah. And I I think it's cool that every title that they release, they follow it with merch stuff that people can order directly from Scout. Yep. And of course, uh, this isn't one of them, but my favorite is always the coffee cup. Yeah. Because it's always the right size for me. <laughs> yeah, there's a recount t-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, uh, thermos, posters. You can get it. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff, uh, you know. You you will not get that cool banner that's behind Jonathan. That is his. No, that's mine. That that's my- his. You know, in in case uh, cons ever come back this coming year. <laughs> right. That's right. So give give us a little background on the book and how everything uh, came to fruition with this. 
Yeah, uh, so The Recount is a four-issue miniseries that I wrote back in 2019 before 2020, you know, was 2020. And it's a, a political thriller, but I use that uh, label loosely because I don't want people to think that it's about politics because it's not. It's a thriller that has politicians in it, and they're fictional politicians, not based off of anyone in our real world. Um, the synopsis of the story is that a corrupt president was found guilty for voting fraud, uh, gets impeached, and during his resignation speech is assassinated by one of his Secret Service agents. And then quickly after that, the conspirators come out to the public on live TV. They explain their plan to the public and say that they're going to go after anyone who put that president into power, including anyone who, uh, like uh, other politicians, the uh, corporations that funded him, even the voters, and they release the voting information to the public and encourage the regular citizens to go after one another. So it's a, a very uh, fast-paced story in the style of, like, the TV show 24 with, uh, you know, Jack Bauer that Kiefer Sutherland was in or mm -hmm. a Tom Clancy type show, um, Jack Ryan, that's pretty popular. Um, so I hope uh, people give it a chance. Again, it's not about sides. There's no, this is not an agenda book. It really uh, walks uh, the middle line of everything and you can enjoy it no matter what your political beliefs are, especially if you don't even have any political beliefs because uh, like I tell everyone, I'm not smart enough to write uh, about politics. This is more a, about an action thriller with some uh, political people in it. And it was written long before. Uh, yes. Events of the last few months. It just, you right. know, it just it happens. Did. It just happens to kind of sort of fit into a into a niche spot. Exactly. Uh, you know, kind of like <laughs> you know. Kind of like earlier earlier this year when uh, a, a certain book uh, involving uh, a plague wiping out humanity came into play from another yeah. publisher. Exactly. These things happen sometimes. Life imitates art and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> and these, uh, I understand our, uh, our close personal friend, Brian Silverback's uh, did a variant cover for you guys. That's what's on the banner right there. There you go. Yep, that's Brian's work. Yep, he's a, a buddy of mine. And um, yeah, his cover is the retailer incentive cover. So that's the one in 10 exclusive. So I hope a lot of stores uh, jumped on that one. Um, I, I got to uh, see uh, some advanced copies in my hand on Saturday of that. And it's, yeah, that cover's hot. And it's it's exciting to see uh, your work be like yeah here here's here's your comp covers and uh, <laughs> take a take a look right. I hope I hope you like how it came out and <laughs> it's like, yeah it's very I just, surreal I just, I just mm -hmm. made comics this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> yep yep proud parent <laughs> so this is this your first uh, venture with Scout yes it is yep. Uh, I'm thankful that they were uh, took a chance on me. I brought this to them last year in November. Uh, so it's come a long way, but they took a chance on me. And um, 
it's been great. I'm thrilled that the title is at Scout. I, I can't imagine it being at any other publisher. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a, a controversial subject. So I can see some people being uh, concerned about publishing a title on, with this type of theme, but uh, they're brave enough to do it. Yeah, it's it's been on the it's been on the books for a while. Because I remember you, we started talking about it like six months ago. Yeah, before yeah. everything got you know got well, if you can even say crazier in uh, in twenty twenty. Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, know. for sure. But this is this is you know congratulations on you know your fir yeah. your first outing with with Scout. They're they're yep. like a soup. They're they're a super popular publisher. They got some great stuff. Uh, if if you like action and horror comics, yes, and, and stuff like that, uh, Scout is definitely a publisher for you. If you're not checking them out already, you need to. Mm -hmm. And they've got they've got a they've got an awesome deal with with a mystery box that they they send out every month, and they they send you like you know variants and and. And they'll throw in like you know a special edition and and ash cans, and with Scout, like we were talking in the pre-show, when I couldn't remember the word ash can because I was you know coffee deprived, um, <laughs> the Scout ash cans are actually the first appearances of a lot of characters, not right. not the first issues. Yeah, they're um, hot collectors' items, and the uh, uh, ash can for the recount is actually four pages that aren't in the first issue it's it's original content so the story in the ash can takes place before issue one yeah so it's a it's a precursor to the entire series so right yeah you know it's almost like an issue zero in a way yeah and you know but they instead of going with issue zero because i mean how many times have comic fans been disappointed by uh <laughs> zero issues Right, right. DC. Um, so uh, you know they went they went with the ash can because there was a time where ash cans were like you know once in a while somebody would put out an ash can mm. and if they did and it was a you know it was a popular IP you yeah. know it would be it would be super cool or like years down the road uh, I know I found them I found them in the raw and you know raw copies and in, in the wild once in a while of like yeah. you know an old Star Trek series that, that had start like, you know, a Deep Space Nine or, mm -hmm. you know, Voyager or one of those, they would put out like a little ash can as kind of like an advertisement for the, yeah. for what's to come in the series. And it would just be, you know, articles and a couple of pages of, of precursor story or something. And it was just right. cool because it was something different. Yeah. I remember when they were in um, Wizard Magazine mm -hmm. back in those days in the nineties. I, I loved those. I, uh, mistakenly rolled them up and put them in my back pocket and took them to school with me though. <laughs> the uh the the wizard ash cans and the wizard uh half issues. The half issues, yes. And then those, late those, those I kept in uh bags and boards though. Because they were the right size, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh what what else did they have? Oh yeah they had uh posters. They, they yeah they had well they had posters, they had promo card, they had everything. Yeah. Um, great they time. also they also had those uh, those ace editions. Yes, I remember those. That were you know gorgeous on like the print printed on like you know poly resin or, or something for the cover. Yeah. It was 
you know, very high they, quality paper. Yeah, yeah, they were they were they were very cool. I know I've got a whole bunch of wiz, wizard. Uh, I've got like a handful of wizard uh, one half uh, uh, dawn issues from uh, mm. from Michael Linsner. Yeah, you know, because every time that would come out, you know, my LCS would be like, I go, mm. why is why is wizard in my pull folder? I don't I don't subscribe to wizard. I just grab it on occasion. He goes. Yeah, flip it over, and I'd see like the dawn half. I go, oh, <laughs> sold. He goes, uh, somebody else opened up theirs. They didn't want it. You want their copy too? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wizard. It was good times. Yeah, we, we kind of miss kind of miss those days. Yeah. Uh, at at the beginning, I was uh, I was a little rough on on image when they first came out. I'm like. You know, I was like, look at these greedy bastards. <laughs> and, oh. you know, and then the, the more I get into it, I go, no, they did the right thing. They did. But yeah. the only, I, I wasn't totally sold on, on the Wizard Magazine because Wizard Magazine seemed to be nothing but a walking advertisement for image. Yeah, I can and, see that. And and McFarland's repaints of Spawn figures, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 the first ever guide to uh, McFarland Spawn figures, right? And then I started buying all of the McFarland Spawn figures, and uh, it worked. They got you. Know, you. you yeah, you, they they suck at me, and they're like, look. Yeah. Well, that was really popular back then. Those um, mid nineties. Oh yeah, I, I still have a I still have a bunch of the issues in a in a magazine box behind me somewhere, and mm -hmm. uh, I even I even have a couple that uh, are still sealed in the poly bag that I never opened. I'm like, why didn't I open these? Oh yeah, there were probably comics I really wanted to read on top of this magazine, and probably and I just you know I just went right for that, and mm -hmm. uh, one of my best friends and his brother used to subscribe. He subscribed to Wizard for his brother, and. Okay. Uh, I go and hang out at their house, and so sometimes I wouldn't even open mine. I would just keep it, and yeah. and and flip through and read and read his. We would talk about everything that was in the magazine there. Yeah, you know, and and now we now we have the internet where you know everybody gets all mad at everything, and uh, yeah, and everyone has an opinion, and yep, know. and I'm like, it's just not the same. It's like come at me, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Tell everybody uh, that might not know you how you got into uh, writing comics and your background. And okay, yeah, I started um, writing comics about uh, almost two years now. The I was always writing something all my life that I can remember, but I didn't try the comic book format until a couple years ago when I. I saw an interview with Doug Wagner, who's a comic book writer. He writes The Ride and uh, Plastic. And I it was, it was a live YouTube video. And I reached out to him on the comments and said, what would your recommendation be for someone to you know get into comic books as a writer? And he said, just make, make a comic book. With the internet and technology the way it is, you can write a comic book email the script to someone on the other side of the world. They can email you back the pages and then you can send that off to a colorist in another country 
And then when you get all the files back, you can send it to a printer and they can mail it to your house. It's not like the old days where you had to be across the desk from someone and you'd write a one page, hand it to your artist on the other side, and then he'd hand it to the inker that's right next to him. So it's just a lot uh, easier nowadays. And I, when I heard uh, Doug say that, three days later, I uh, had a, an artist hired to do my first comic book and all done online. And it's been uh, fairly successful. You just, you know, nowhere but up. So thankfully, yeah, I'm very grateful for uh, how it's gone in this short amount of time. Um, I can't imagine it's been fast and furious, but uh, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, well, years ago, you would have to, you know, you'd have to write the book and then you'd mm -hmm. have to convince, you know, art and other talent to uh, do all this work up front and hope right. you could sell like three or four thousand copies just to get listed in the previews catalog. Right. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, you know, some stores would see eh, something new. Maybe we'll take a chance on this. Mm -hmm. But now it's, you know, people going, you know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, mm -hmm. uh, a few lucky people, uh, you know, like you get to go into uh scout or, you know, yeah. var various other, uh, I don't even want to call them. Yeah. I don't even want to call them small press. Yeah. I mean, indie you publishers, know, cause, cause, a, you know, yeah. you know, they're, they're indie, but they're, you know, they're not, you know, scout isn't small press, right? Yeah. you know, 5,000, 6,000 an issue is that's not too small. No, not, a, you know, not anymore. Back in the nineties, right. that would have been like, who, <laughs> right. You know, but you know, paper was cheaper back then too. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the great thing about um, nowadays. There's so many platforms you can put your comic book on like SpinWiz and some of the other digital platforms. Uh, I don't want to say their names cause Jeff will probably get mad at me. And uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it, you can do it. it as long as, you know, you have the, the drive and the creativity and the patience, um, discipline to do it, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, feasible nowadays. Yeah. Cause there's, there's so many, there's so many various groups that you can just go in and, you know, mm -hmm. get, you know, get your artists, colorists, you know. Edit, you know, editors are all over the place and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those editors are also, you know, obviously writers for, yeah. you know, good reason. Exactly. And, and those, those editors slash writers are also smart enough to hire a different editor when they write their own book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't edit your own stuff. <laughs> nope. I learned, I learned that back in high school. Never edit yeah. your own stuff. Not the same. It's, it's not really. Mm -hmm. So what are the what are the plans following recount? Yeah, well, I got some other projects in the works. Um, uh, me and Brian Silverbacks were working on some things. I have some other ideas rolling around in my head. Um, if things go well with the recount, I have uh, two other story arcs that could be potential, you know, uh, mini series to expand upon the first mini series. So. Well, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm hoping to put out another freak show one shot annually and um, capable my superhero series uh, issue three 
should be coming out the end of this year through another crowdfunding campaign. Um, hopefully I can knock out a couple more uh, issues of that in 2021. And yeah, sky's the limit. So we got, we got recount. Mm-hmm. We're looking at another, uh, another freak show. You're looking at doing uh, the freak show one shots as an, as an annual thing now. Correct. Yep. So we we have uh, we have Freak Show Princess and Freak Show Night, which is the one that you're fulfilling now. Yep. And uh, then then it's gonna it's gonna be a and basically it's gonna be your annual. Right. It's gonna be an annual one shot set in a, a, a the same universe, which I'm calling the Freak Show Kingdom. And I'm also reaching out to other creators to have them do shorter stories. Um, in the Freak Show Night Kickstarter campaign, I had my friend David Galliano, who wrote Savage Bastards for Mad Cave. He did an eight-page ash can set in that uh, Freak Show universe called Freak Show Jester. So that was a stretch goal reward at, uh, I think I put it at $2,500. And once we reached that, um, I already had the, the art going for it. And everyone who... Uh, pledge at least a physical copy, even the lowest tier, got that extra eight-page ash can, which is a full-color, original story, original art. And so that's included in this Freak Show Kingdom universe as well. So I'm hoping to have other creators, while I'm doing the 24-page one-shots, have others do a little shorter eight-page pages to go with it. Eventually, maybe uh, release like an anthology with all these different stories. Yeah, uh, like an all-encompassing uh, trade paperback, you know, like mm-hmm. Freak Show Universe Volume 1, and yeah. uh, you get, like, you know, Princess, Knight, mm-hmm. and then you, then, you, then you put, like, Jester and various other mm-hmm. uh, Ashcan uh, backup stretch rewards kind of, like, in, in the back. Yeah. And the good thing about it is I signed with uh, Second Sight Studios. They're a... Um, imprint of caliber comics for those freak show stories so those will be through uh diamond eventually oh so they're going to be getting relisted and and put mm-hmm. up through them oh that's awesome yep, yep. well congratulations look at thank you. you thank not you many, not many people could say well 2020 has been a good year for me <laughs> i made the most of it <laughs> i was stuck at home and I, I i wrote this comic book stuff and uh people kind of liked it so uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's going it's going okay. Yeah, it, it worked out somehow. <laughs> now I see, to a limited degree, with probably all kinds of uh, extra extra rules and regulations that uh, I see some uh, conventions are starting to advertise for for next year on like a smaller right. scale. Right. Right. Yeah, I think they're they're playing it safe, um, uh, as they should. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't blame them. I I think uh, some of the smaller cons are kind of testing the waters, and the bigger cons are watching them test the waters. Um, So uh, if I'm ready to go back out there, to be honest with you. I'm itching for it. Uh, I have enough titles and books to to bring to tables now. So I'm hoping – by summer of 2021, we have the bigger cons finally. As long as it's safe. 
Yeah, you just you know you just make people like you know dive into a pool full of Purell and then right. you know yeah. stand ten feet away from you and you hand them a book with a bag. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. slingshot it to them or a, like a t-shirt cannon, but for comic books. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> you use like a clothes paper bag and you know just just put it on the old. Uh, on the old clothesline things that they used go. to have behind between the apartment buildings on the yeah. on the wheels, like a little zip line or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> zip line, hit the button. <laughs> it would, would it, work. It would work great. Yeah, you should patent that. You might be on to something. Will uh, they? They don't. <laughs> they don't let me get away with making anything that could, you know, potentially harm the public. Gotcha. No what if somebody's not paying attention and they get hit in the eye? <laughs> well, you know, they should have been paying attention. Right. You know, kind of like, you know, all those all those videos of women at like basketball games that are sitting there <laughs> chatting with each other on their, you know, talking back and forth, looking down on their on their iPhones and get whacked in the face with a basketball by accident. That was no accident. That guy was like, look at these women not paying attention to the game. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. It's probably not that, but it just makes me laugh. So. Yeah. So tell us about the various covers for the first issue and who you've got besides uh, Brian doing covers for this number one issue. Yeah. So you, you brought up that scalp subscription box in the November box. There's going to be a web store exclusive cover of issue one of the recount. Um, by Rich Woodall, who did um, uh, the Electric Black with Scout Comics, uh, and it's awesome cover. Uh, so so happy that I got to work with Rich on that. He's a great guy, and yeah. So if anyone who wants it, you should order that Scout subscription box and make sure you get it um, for November. And then that's, um, that's in the November box, and mm -hmm. the. Uh, I think the Scout subscription boxes, they're like $33 plus shipping. Right. It, it's really affordable. You get 12 comic books, you know, but it's really yeah, worth and if, it. And if, if you figure the average comic price is like five bucks, mm -hmm. which, you know, because I'm old makes me cringe because <laughs> I got four quarters. I can buy four comics. Right. No. Not um, anymore. And then, you know, friends and family that are even older. Back mm -hmm. in my day, we only had to come up with a dime. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. They they are uh, as our friend Brian Wayne over at Cheers to Comics can attest because he is a subscriber to the Scout Box every month. Um, yeah. And I've seen him do the unboxing. They are they are super secure. You know. Yes. They are they're wrapped in. I I don't know you know, dead body parts of the Michelin man or something. They're like, they're like super secure. And yeah. well, the, know, the, the box that it's sent in itself it keeps it from juggling around. Uh, oh I, yeah. I keep all those boxes. My, you know, I keep a, I have a closet full of like three or with three or four of them in there in case I want to reuse them for something else. Cause it's that quality of a, you know, of a box to use, reuse and repurpose. Oh yeah. I just like uh, I never throw away a Gemini mailer. Nope, you got to reuse those things too. 
I I will I will I will sit there with a with woodshop implements to scrape off the prior uh, <coughs> very carefully without losing a digit. Scrape right. off the prior label. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people like when I buy Gemini's to mail stuff out. Mm -hmm. I will take the because I know people want to reuse the Gemini mailers, and it's a it's you know it's a perfect thing. Obviously, mm -hmm. because anybody that's ever done a crowdfunder, what do they do? They they have you know they have a closet full of you know, Gem, you know Gemini two stacks, mm -hmm. you know sitting there and be like, man, I just spent like five hundred dollars on cardboard. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a painful so, part know, of the process. So I will, you know, whatever whatever the people buy up to a dozen books, put them in the Gemini mailer, mm. tape it up, and then put it in one of the uh, priority mailers from the post office. Yeah. That way they open it up, mail is there. There's nothing written on the mailer usually, and they're like, cool, I can yep. use this again. Really secure, too. Yeah, I they're, they're perfect. And the scout boxes are even better because mm. they're – They've got like a triple layer of redundancy. You have like the out the outside of the box, which will take a beat in like a Timex watch, mm -hmm. and then the the inset fold of the box puts it like you know millimeters from the edge of the books, plus the uh, the bubble wrap and the foam that they wrap mm -hmm. the books into. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a it's a super tight, snug snug fit, and yeah. it's you know. It's great, I and mean, they put all kinds of great stuff in there too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you're definitely you get you get way more than your money's worth. So, you know, if you're a scout fan, uh, you should subscribe to you should subscribe to their monthly boxes. Plus, before they ship them out, unless you sign up ahead of time, you you know what's coming in that box. Exactly. They they release it like two weeks before they're going to ship. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. If you don't like surprises, well, here's what you're getting. Right. You know, and they'll give you a list. They won't show you the, the books necessarily. So yeah. you still have some surprise of like, you know, special covers or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, you know the titles that are coming in. Be like, oh, I didn't get this this month. Well, good thing it's on my pull list. I don't have to worry yeah. about it. You right. Know? Yeah, well, it's a good, know, good program. It's a, it's a great way to get stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know. So many people are just like so many people have to order online. I know uh, Thomas that I do uh, the OK Boomer podcast with. He lives in he lives in southern Georgia, and the closest shop to him is like a three hour drive. Oh wow! And it's not even a real comic. It's not. It's a it's a game lobby mm. shop, <laughs> game hobby shop that uh, just happens to have some comics in it. Oh, man, so, that's a bummer. So, so it's like a small mom and pop place where the kids can go and play, you know, well, they can't go and play anything now because of the COVID restriction. <laughs> uh, you know, they can go in and they can buy, you know, packs of magic cards and, you know, dice and, and books for D&D. &D and, you mm -hmm. know, they have like some back issue comics and they order like very limited, you know, new stuff, basically just, you know, they order like their pull list. And if it's a really hot title, they might order like one extra copy to put on the shelf. Yeah. You know, cause it's, you know, uncertain times and all. So he just, he orders, he orders every, you know, he orders everything online cause there's, there's no decent shops around where he lives. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. And it's, 
I, I find that weird because I'm in the Northeast. So I'm like mm-hmm. south of Boston. I'm like, no. what do you mean there's no comic book? Now, mm-hmm. I didn't see a comic book shop till I was 15. So, you know, I should know better. But <laughs> I'm like, I discovered my first comic book shop. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm surrounded. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like they're Dunkin' Donuts or something. <laughs> it was, you know, it was just crazy. The, you know, up, up around, you know, the southern in southern new england i i could probably you know if i wasn't in a wheelchair i could could drive to uh over a dozen comic book shops in a day oh wow i i'd be tired afterwards but sure you know but there's you know there's a a few that have closed now kind of you know can't stay in business when the you know when the government closes you down you're like you're not Best Buy, so it's dangerous for you to be open. Mm-hmm. Lock up your shop and go out of business. <laughs> you know, and I hate that. But I'm like, I go, I go, I don't care. Best Buy goes out of business, but what am I going to do with no comics? Exactly. You know. Yeah, it's got to have your comics. It's the only thing keeping me insane. I mean, sane. <laughs> yep. And what are you reading nowadays, if anything? Yeah, um, I make it a point to try to read comics regularly. Uh, my stack kind of fluctuates uh, depending on the week. But um, uh, there's speaking of Scout titles, what I've liked from them uh, a lot lately is a book called Yasmin. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. I um, said it several times. I think that's a Eisner potential right there. Um, fantastic book. Um, a, a pretty popular title recently, Batman Three Jokers. Uh, I know there's been a, if you either hate it or you love it type thing. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I told uh, uh, Brian Wayne, I think last week, that I consider it like a love letter to Batman the Killing Joke. So if you can appreciate it for what that's worth, uh, it was a really fun story. Uh, I really like the Archie horror stuff too. Um, oh yeah, that stuff's wonderful. Yeah, uh, ju- uh, Jughead, The Hunger, um, uh, Vampironica, Blossom Six Six Six. That all that stuff is really entertaining, and with characters that you've probably grown up with for the most part, or or know of. And then the, that horror twist to it is really cool. I, I hope I could work on something like that someday. Yeah. That's, that's really the, fun. The the Archie stuff, well, the Archie stuff, I mean, they better Archie's been around forever. So mm-hmm. I mean it's it's fun stuff. Like if if I if I wasn't feeling good, uh I know you must have heard this story a, a million times from me already, but <laughs> you know, when I was when I was little, um <laughs> Back in the day, uh, we used to have this thing called the spinner rack, and it would be at like you know a mom and pop drugstore or you know five and dime or whatever. And every Sunday, my mother would walk up the top of the street, cross the main road, and pick up the Sunday paper, you know, for the coupons and you know comic section for me. And uh, otherwise, I'd have to read Spider Man in black and white, and uh, <laughs> and you know. 
if I wasn't being a total monster that week, I would be allowed to, you know, buy a comment. But if I was sick and, you know, she, you know, she left, she left me in bed and she drove up the street to, uh, to the store, uh, she would pick me up a comic and it would always be an Archie comic. Mm -hmm. And the secret to that was, is she grew up reading Archie comics and, uh, you know, when I, I'd look at it and I, you know, I'd go through and I'd actually read them, mm. but I'm like, you know, at the same time, you know, ticked off that it's, you know, you know, not Batman or the Hulk or something sure. like that. And, <laughs> you know, so I would read it and then leave it on the table. The other ones I would like, you know, this was prior to anybody knowing anything about bags and boards. Mm -hmm. um, they would just, you know, they'd go in a cardboard box in my, in my closet and yeah. it's like, you know, stay away. Uh, the, the archers would be like, yeah, thanks mom. And I just leave it on like, you know, <laughs> the, you know, the end table by the couch or something. Right. Next thing, next thing I know, I'd, I'd come back up, you know, I'd come back out of my room for dinner and I'd look and my mom's sitting in the recliner reading my Archie comic. Go, hey, that's mine. Goes, I bought it. It's mine too. I'm like, well, yeah. And, and now I do, you know, I do the same. My daughter's uh, going to be 13. <laughs> Teenagers. Oh, Cringing. Um, and, you know, she started out uh, with a, she's got a, a huge collection of, you know, my little pony and she's got like various other ones, you know, mm. peanuts and frozen and, you know, some, she got, she's into them. She's into the manga now. Oh yeah. You it's know, popular. You know, popular with the kids. And she gets mad right. when I actually, you know, put on manga. Uh. What's that? I go, that's manga. <laughs> that's not manga. I go, look, manga is more than Steven universe and dragon ball Z. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Akira, Akira is real manga, but she's she's into art. She's she's actually really good. I'm like, oh, good. Everything skipped over me. Musical talent, <laughs> art talent. Couldn't catch a break, huh? Skinny talent. You know, all kinds of good stuff that I could have had. Uh, you know, you know, it's like, he goes, well, Dad, you can identify as anything you want. I go, good. I'm going to identify as skinny. That means I'm trans fat now. There you go. <laughs> So you have any uh, recommendations of a watching list? Anything good you've seen on mm. on regular TV or streaming? Oh, I think everyone knows The Mandalorian's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, made, I made up with my kid's mother just long enough to get her Disney Plus. I, I yeah. <laughs> just to get the username and password. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, I know you want to watch The Mandalorian, but you don't have you don't have the service anymore. Uh, yeah, and hmm. when she, she in, I go, oh, really? I go, well, I'm, you know, that's great, and thank you very much, but I'm not putting out. Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, that uh, the Mandalorian's really good. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, there's a new Netflix series that's. Um, from the same people that did The Haunting of Hill House, but this one's called The Haunting of Bly Manor. So it has some of the same actors, but playing different characters, kind of in the style of how American Horror Story does a different oh, yeah. theme. Um, so I've been watching that. Uh, what else? I um, 
went back and started rewatching the Daredevil series on Netflix, and man, that's just such a good. Those three seasons oh, yeah. are amazing. Ah, oh, especially and, I'm a fan of the third one. The last one uh, is my favorite. Oh yeah, Frank. It's it's Frank Miller's Born Again. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it started out. You know, it so it ended with with him in the hospital bed, and then the image that they opened up with for uh, you know the first episode of season three. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's. And I'm pulling books out of the boxes. Yeah. I'm like, that's this. That's this. And my daughter's like, yeah, whatever, Dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. I love that that season, that series. Yeah. I need some more Daredevil. Uh, there's There's been uh, more and more rumors that uh, they're coming to the end of that agreement with, with Netflix for the mm-hmm. – uh, you know, the X amount of time between the ending and beginning of something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's been people putting in, being like, I want to be Kingpin. I want to be Kingpin. And go, no, no, no. It was, they got the, they had the one true Kingpin in, yeah. in the Netflix series. You need him back. Yeah. And yeah, they better hurry it up for those actors find full-time jobs somewhere else. And, you know, they, they, they can't replace Charlie Cox. He was yeah, he was great. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, yeah, he he almost made me forget about that 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 blunder of uh, the Ben Affleck version. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll still watch it because you know Electra's hot, but uh, you know I'll watch I'll watch any I'll watch any like comic book driven thing. I don't. I don't even care if it's bad. I'm like. I'm like. You know, because I'm gonna be 51 in a couple of weeks. And when I when I grew up, we had we had reruns of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. We had reruns of Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, mm-hmm. which you know I I blame for my you know four color addiction. And <laughs> uh, that was the that was the beginning of the end. It's like yeah. you know. Get your kids addicted to comics. They'll never have money for drugs. There you go. <laughs> Especially now. Well, I only want the special covers that are store limited editions, mm-hmm. and they have to be guaranteed 9.8. And oh yeah, I want them in the coffin. I want them in the plastic cases, and <laughs> and then you can buy me the digital copy so I can still read it. Right. Yes. Better get a job, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but we we had that, and then. Oh, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the uh, Saturday morning live action uh, Captain Marvel series. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Real Captain Marvel, the guy that says Shazam. Not, right. uh, the other one came afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole nother story. But right. um, I actually get to talk to uh, Jason Boswick in an interview uh, earlier this year. Oh, and cool! He was the actor that played the played the first TV version of uh, Shazam. Yeah, you know, so uh, that that was kind of like a total geek out moment for me from my childhood. So sure. Um. So so we had that, and that was of course followed by uh, uh, the popularity of that uh, launched the the ISIS. TV series, and then they did the Shazam ISIS Hour, and it was a, it was a Saturday morning 
cartoon kind of thing, mm -hmm. but it was it was right. live action, and they they did the mo morality wheel at the end, and mm -hmm. it's that's why you never steal a two passenger plane and try to fly it yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, it was it was great stuff back then. And of course, we had you know we had the reruns of the '67 Spider-Man cartoon, which is still my favorite Spider-Man animated. Mm. I, I love the others, but you know, I grew up watching. I would stop playing baseball with my friends in the middle of the afternoon to run in to watch like Spider-Man for a half hour. Oh wow! Um, and you know, we had that, and we had like. The Super Friends and you know yeah. various other things. You know when cartoons were basically an hour after school and Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. you know, That's all you got. You, you knew when Bugs Bunny came on that you know this was the end. It was almost lunchtime and the spaghetti <laughs> westerns were about to come on. <laughs> right. So if it was raining, you get to what you would sit in and watch the westerns, and then after the westerns, just before dinner. In the middle of the afternoon, the creature double feature would come on, and you'd have to get somebody in the house to hold the rabbit ears up so you could <laughs> see it through with the, the snow with yeah. aluminum foil, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. aluminum foil, and you know whatever whatever you had to do, like tying wires to the wall and <laughs> get that picture clear. Of, all kinds of crazy stuff, and now now we actually have to look really hard to find anything you know whether it's regular you know commercial television or streaming that isn't a comic book that's I, true I, I a series yep and there's there's been you know there's been plenty of like movies or series in the past that you know were kind of like small press indie things like uh mm -hmm. the bulletproof monk yeah i remember that you, when that came out Oh, that's a cool movie. And you know, then one of my friends goes, dude, you know that's a comic book, right? He's like, yeah. Really? He goes, Yeah, you're slipping. You didn't even realize that <laughs> was a comic book. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> but you know, it's you know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is the next season of uh Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, and I heard they uh there's gonna be a third, yeah. Yep, they announced they announced the third. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. And, uh, Doc Horse did a Kickstarter for a Umbrella Academy board game on Kickstarter, Ooh. uh, that I actually jumped on. So between, between now and Christmas, I should, I should be getting that in. I have nobody to play this with. <laughs> I'm just going to open it up at the table and look and go, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Cool. And then beg people to come over and read the instructions and teach me how to play. There you go. <laughs> That's a good plan. You know, so there's there's all kind there's all kinds of great stuff like that out there. Um and and you've got you've got a small library approaching yourself now too. Yeah. Um several titles uh underneath my belt already, so that's pretty cool. That's not, you know, it's not bad yeah. for like a couple of years. That's right. You know, that's that's pretty impressive. A lot of people don't don't make it that yeah. far, and if if they do, it's you know, they don't always luck out and be like, mm -hmm. "Hey, yeah, this is Scout Comics. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> like that. You want to do it with us?" 
okay. <laughs> yeah, we went something kind of like that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it wasn't without you know some restless nights and uh, ramen noodle uh, weeks, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm on one of those I'm on one of those weeks right now. Uh, <laughs> for me, it can't be ramen noodles because I I can't eat anything like that being diabetic. But yeah, too uh, much sodium. Yeah, yeah I, I get the hot dogs and beans diet going on this week. Gotcha. It's like the, the final week before my before my check comes in, so I can go grocery shopping again. Oh. It's like <laughs> some beans, and you and you know you're having a bad week when it's not even real beans; it's vegetarian beans. Oh boy! Like, yeah. uh, I'm like, where's the hot sauce and the ketchup? Yeah, better than nothing, I guess. It's better. It's it is better than nothing. But you mm-hmm. you've got you've got books on our sponsors, Finwitz Comics, and. Uh, <laughs> And it's my '90s radio voice for that, so it's kind of funny. Uh, you've got uh, a superhero universe. You've got a zombie universe. You've got the recount universe, mm-hmm. dude. You're like Franklin Richards, just inventing like these pocket universes all over comicdom. <laughs> and um, if I can plug another thing that's alive on Kickstarter that I'm a part of, it's called Cthulhu Invades Oz. It's, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I have a story in that. I wrote the Tin Man story, and it's a really cool take on um, Tin Man, where he's kind of like Captain Ahab going after uh, Cthulhu, which is kind of playing the uh, role of Moby Dick in an eight-page short story uh, with a ton of other creators. There's like 50 other creators from Scout, Source Point Press, um, Mad Cave, Action Lab, Image. If you haven't uh, p- pledged for Cthulhu Invades Oz, listeners, you gotta you gotta back that. It's such a cool anthology. Um, yeah, you won't be disappointed. That so much fantastic art. There's even like poetry in it. There's you know, prose, short stories. You got a little bit of everything. It's over 140 pages of Cthulhu and Oz goodness. So. I'm and, proud to be a part of that one. And I, 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 I know the editor of the editor. So, uh, ah, Chuck, um, Chuck, yeah, Ch- you know, Chuck edited Freak Show Night, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know Chuck too. <laughs> because he was in the chat, at, you know, it, in line at like Walmart or Costco or something, uh-huh. chatting with us when we were doing the Freak Show Night show. That's what it was. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it. Oh, uh, I, I can't. I'm I'm shopping with the wife. That's what it was. Yeah. And of all the shows that he's on every day, he had to miss hours. He was on podcast yesterday from like eight in the morning to like eight at night. I believe it. Yeah. Well, he has another Kickstarter for yep. his uh, Belial. I think yep. at Essence House may have started one too. A guy always is on someone's Kickstarter. If it's not his. He was part of someone else's, like all year long. <laughs> and, and I, I, I got a kick out of it because he was on one podcast last night doing the Belial one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already he's already been on here, so we've had we've had him on here for it. I, it's like, dude, like I have to bug you. It's like he's been on he's been on this show almost more than I have. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> or at least been mentioned that way. Right, probably. And, 
and I guess his I, I guess his wife Wendy is also an editor on the afore, the aforementioned Cthulhu and Oz. Yeah, I believe she had, uh, is part of it as well. So, so he was on one podcast talking Belial mm. and the uh, the novel for Essence House, and she was in the other room on a podcast for Cthulhu of Oz and yelling at him to go outside because they couldn't hear her over him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Simultaneous podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, we're, a, we're a comic book family. Yeah. I hope they have some super high-speed internet in the house. Oh, I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure they do. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have completely... Completely washed out, you know, both being on together. Right. Cancel each other out. So we already found out we got four issues of recap coming. Mm -hmm. uh, issue one is what in stores this week? Well, there was um, uh, a snafu uh -oh. with uh, Diamond and getting the print. So they moved the actual on sale date to the 18th. Okay. Um, so. One more week, everybody, and you can get your uh, uh, recount comic. So if you didn't already know about it, now you have now you can prepare for it. You have an extra week to get it. Yes. yes. And you know, and that's even perfect because anybody that wants to grab me that Brian Silverback's cover uh, <laughs> behind them, uh, the the new street date for recount is the last new comic book day before my birthday. Oh, perfect timing. And, and I'm old, so you know, buy me something. Yeah. As I beg on my own podcast, would somebody buy me a comic book, please? <laughs> yep. Just just in case one of my friends or my my, my daughter uh stalks my pump my uh my podcasting. Oh make she goes make sure you're uh, behaving yourself. She stalks my she stalks my YouTube channel and this, that, and the other thing, and mm. her mumbling goes. You know she watches all your podcasts, right? I go. <laughs> uh, so you have to be careful what you say. Yeah. She's worse than the FCC. <laughs> you have or, no or better than them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, better in some ways, worse in others. Mm -hmm. It's she's at the uh, argue and debate dad about everything. Uh, no, no matter what, what the facts are, but it's raining out. No, it's not. The clouds are just crying. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. We were that age once, too. If only I could remember. <laughs> so you got, a, you got a bunch of great stuff going on. I want to wish you congratulations with everything. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, everybody can prepare that uh, hasn't added the recount to their to their pull list yet they right. can uh, call up their comic shop maybe not now because it's almost nine o'clock at night but you know message them on facebook so it's the first thing they see facebook, twitter yeah. Yeah. uh call them at home and be like what's yeah. the matter dude i really need this book go to their home and knock on their door <laughs> can you go to the store and uh and write this down for my pull list please you can you can wait. You can you can message him on all forms of social media. I'm sure, and uh, yep. if not, write yourself a post-it note. 
stick it to the computer monitor. And then tomorrow morning after you have breakfast, uh, just just keep calling the store until they answer. Exactly. It is Veterans Day, so tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if they're closed, I'll, we can give them a pass for that. We can give them a pass for that. Uh, and veterans, we thank you. I know uh, yesterday was the uh, the birthday of the Marines, so I said thank you to uh, some good friends of mine that are Marines, one of them who is Batman. That's great. Or at least dresses up as Batman. He does all kinds of children's charities. So big shout out cool. to uh, big shout out to my friend Matches Malone. Great guy. Oh, Matches Came Malone, to, a very proper name for that. I picked it up on that. He, <laughs> very clever. A few years ago, I was uh, hospitalized with a whole bunch of bad stuff in uh, up in Boston at Mass General, and mm. he hopped the tea and came to visit me, and uh, in costume. And uh, oh, wow. they they all know him there because he always goes to the children's wing and visits the kids, and you know. Uh, but then, like two days later, he had a damn heart attack and was like, you know, down the hall from oh, me. Wow, wow, poor and, guy. You know, he made it through. Mm -hmm. Alfred, I guess Alfred kicked his bed a couple of times and told him to quit being so lazy. Yep. Alfred Butlers will do that. We'll do that. Hmm. But if you want to check out Jonathan's stuff. Recount comes out on the 18th. Uh, hit up your LCS to see if they have any ash cans of recount left. Mm. If not, you can go online to scoutcomics.com right over in the chat for the link. And you can still order this month's box where you will actually get that in the box. You can read some of Jonathan's stuff over on SpinWiz Comics. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, maybe next year or the year after, you can actually get a trade with all of the uh, all the zombified thriller stuff that he's been writing and putting up on Kickstarter. It's really, yeah. it's really great stuff, and uh, it's got some phenomenal artwork in it. Thank you. you I know, appreciate that. Color, you know, not like those lazy people over at The Walking Dead. Oh God! We're canceling the book, and now we're going to release every issue in color because we want your money. I'm like, don't worry. Not nine-year-old me colored it in the back of my head when I was reading it the first time. Just, just like I used to think I would. I was watching cartoons in color on my black and white TV. You got to have imagination. Of course, yeah. You want to thank you very much. Uh, all the best. Congratulations on uh, signing up with Scout for for this uh, for this mini series, and we we hope to see much more of you uh, with Scout. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. So, um, everybody, grab the recount on the 18th at your local comic shop or wherever you like to buy comics. Uh, you can also get it at ScoutComics.com. Sign up for the uh, the $33 subscription box. You can get the ash can of the recount. And you can you can buy all kinds of cool swag for the recount there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they always have uh, online web store exclusives. Mm -hmm. That right. you actually have to go to the web store to see what the exclusive is. And, you know, if you like it, you can buy it. It's real easy. 
So please, please check it out for yourself. Jonathan, thanks for joining us again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next time right here on Creators Outlet.